0: Welcome, everybody, to Dragon Quest FM, where we talk about and obsess over Dragon Quest. I'm Austin.
1: And I'm Rodo, Or maybe, maybe I'm Lodo. I don't know. He's
0: Lodo Rodo. I'm Roto Lodo. This week, we're talking about the Dragon Quest mysteries that are <laughs> out there. There's quite a few of them, and we're not even, this isn't all going to be in one episode because there's just so many mysteries out there. Dragon Quest has been going on for such a long time, and we want to investigate them all. All of them. I've got on my Sherlock hat, and I've got a pipe.
1: You probably do have a pipe. I can't see you, but I'm almost certain you do have a pipe.
0: Like I own one?
1: No, like you have one in your mouth right now. Oh, I don't. I know you own one, that's why I figured you had it the
0: Questy Boys are on the case. <laughs> it's the
1: worst.
0: I was trying to think up of a good name for us that could be like the Hardy Boys. Yeah. But King, Keaton, it's like, there's nothing that can really be done with that, you no, know? No, there's not. And so, <laughs> the Questy Boys just oh, sounded kind a little ring to it. I'm a Questy boy. <laughs> <laughs> It sounds, it just it sounds super lame. But I'm gonna constantly be referring to ourselves as the Questy Boys in these episodes.
1: It's true, and I use that voice with Jennifer whenever she says, so "I'm like, I'm a bad boy," like that, and so I'm a Questy boy. <laughs> <It just laughs> out perfectly, you sound like uh,
0: Gomer from Andy Griffith. Well, golly, Sergeant Carter.
1: Yeah, I used to love Gomer Pyle, dude.
0: Yeah, I I did too. He was also He's the one that's from our hometown, right?
1: Yeah, I thought that was Goober who was from Goober, our Goober, hometown. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah Goober. Goober is from Lawrenceburg.
0: Yeah, cool. Um, everybody listening is like, "What the heck are you like, guys? Why talking? are they talking um, about Andy Griffith and Gomer? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're welcome, everybody. I, I actually have wondered if the Andy Griffith show has been was such a big. Like, especially in the 90s and like early 2000s. Yeah. If it was as big in the rest of the world as it still was in Tennessee.
1: I don't know. Jennifer and I were still watching some like last year, like when it started streaming, I think it's mm-hmm. it's still a good show. I like it.
0: Yeah, I, I like it too. Anyway, we got super I sidetracked like it. really early on, which is never a good sign.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, it's not.
0: So mystery number one. Mystery number one. Where's your fancy Um, microphone um, now?
1: I actually don't have that program installed right now. I have it (laughs) on the new computer. I need to, uh, to get that in, though.
0: So, mystery number one. When did the first Dragon Quest hero go blonde, and why? All caps on the why there. Because this is something that I actually got to thinking about, because at some point... In the last couple of weeks, uh, when you and I were talking about mystery, somewhere along the way, I like had shared a photo of the Dragon Quest hero with with you know black hair and mm-hmm. didn't really think anything about it because I was like, yeah, that's how he looked in like the '80s when this was yeah when this you know art was published or whatever, and didn't really think anything about it. And then somebody asked me on Twitter, they were like, "Wait, isn't the hero blonde?" And I was like, "Well, actually, yes, he is now." But then it got me thinking, okay, well, at what point? did he go from having black hair to blonde hair? Like at what point did he just decide to like bleach his hair and, and blondes have more fun, right?
1: And of course they do. I don't know. I'm not blonde. The, yeah. Y'all mean, do you have more fun? I'm not blonde either. I was talking to the audience. Not oh, here.
0: okay. You're at, as you're talking to blonde people who are listening. <laughs> okay. I gotcha.
1: Yeah. I didn't actually know this. Like the the blonde stuff like I didn't even notice this like somebody I don't remember who it was on Twitter that had posted it where they were talking about uh, like the weird hair colors and I'm like what are you talking about (laughs) because I didn't know and I look at the images that they have and I never noticed that the hero from the first one's hair changed. Like I always thought it was just the brown hair. And then they were sharing all of these blonde haired things. And I think it may have even been from some of the, of the stars stuff. And I'm like, well, I I don't, I've never, why, why would they do this? Like, I don't know. Did they forget? Like, I really had no clue that they had made this change until really recently.
0: Yeah. So he has black hair in a lot of the older artwork. I mean, most of the artwork shows him in just like his armor. He's got like that huge like, right. horn helm, you know, so most of it shows that, but there's art, there's wisps of black hair. And mm-hmm. as far as I know, and I asked people online about this too, because I was like, you know, I don't really know. But as far as I know, Kenshin Dragon Quest, which we are still going to play one day as a follow-up right. to DQ Swords. But as far as I know, Kenshin Dragon Quest was the first time that he appeared blonde, and then mm-hmm. the model was used again for like the monster battle road games and everything that were like, right. we among others. And I asked people online and everybody seemed to say, yes, it was Kenshin dragon quest. So I assume that's right. And from all the various digging I've done, uh, that's what I can find. So that would be what the early two thousands would be the redesign yeah. there. So that still leaves the question of why, did they redesign his character?
1: Dad, I can't figure anything out. Like I, can't, I can't find anything about it. Hopefully, the other Questy boy can.
0: I that's me. Uh, <laughs> I did a lot of, of digging around. I could not find anything. I even tried using you know Google Chrome to translate some like Japanese interviews and things like that, and I just could not find anything of substance. Right. That said, okay, a hundred percent. This is why they redesigned the character. So here's so this I guess. For this mystery, we don't have a definitive answer, but we at least have some pretty good guesses. So my guess initially was maybe Toriyama just forgot.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that's actually where I fall with this. I'm pretty sure that since there's been a large amount of color issues like with him for like the slimes and all that, I'm fairly certain that he just forgot and they were like, "Okay, that's what it is now. So what you're
0: talking about is actually something we discussed in an earlier episode of the show, which is Toriyama forgot at one point, by his own admission, Mm -hmm. uh, he forgot what color slimes were. And so there's actually official Dragon Quest art of slimes with colors that don't exist or didn't exist, at least at that point in time. At the time, right. And so my whole thing was like, okay, Toriyama just forgot that he had colored in black hair with the hero at some point because most of the art is with him on his helm. Yeah. So he just, you know, he made it blind. No one caught it and it wasn't a big deal. That seemed like a a pretty good idea of, of why. And I've since changed my answer. And I'm going to talk about that one in a minute. The other common theory that I heard people either saying seriously or jokingly.
1: Yeah. uh, I've, I haven't seen this one until I saw your notes and I can totally see why people would think that he was a super Saiyan. Um, and and if it's saying and so the people uh, who are Dragon Ball fans uh, will will uh, crucify you. Uh, yeah, that's that's uh, fine. fine. Just uh, and I, I'm I may be saying it wrong from the Japanese even, uh, but that's what they say on the translation.
0: Yeah, um, you can you can nail me up, buddy. I don't know anything about Dragon Ball.
1: <laughs> yeah. no, um, but yeah, I mean, changing him into uh, blonde to make him more powerful, maybe a different form or an evolution of his. Uh, of that character and uh, his 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 abilities. I could see why that would be a fan theory, but I don't, there There is no basis in Dragon Quest for that kind of thing.
0: The other one that I think is is more probable now actually uh, came from Brad on Twitter. Yeah. He's one of our patrons too, one of our friends we talk to on Twitter a lot, but he mentioned that he thought maybe it was just to make the hero stand out more. Mm-hmm because you don't see him with his hair very often. And it's like, if he just had brown hair, black hair, he would look like a lot of the other characters and a lot yep. of the other heroes. But if you have him blonde, where he looks basically like a blonde Erdrich, then at that point he stands out a lot more. And yeah. that answer actually makes a lot more sense to me than, because I'm like, yeah, Toriyama might've forgotten, but like, surely somebody would have caught on to that. If it was just a
1: mistake, there's been enough discrepancy across different Dragon Quest media that I don't, I don't think that it would be uh, that that it would be out of the realm of possibility of reasonable possibility that it would just be that he forgotten people went with it, but him standing out more really does make sense because when I was first getting into into this franchise, I would see the hero from one and then I would see Urdrick and I would get them confused that I would look at them and not know like thought they were the same character for a while because I was just like, I don't I d they're 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 just generic sword boys. And uh with a blonde one, it stands out a lot more than uh than spiky black hair, Erdrick.
0: Yeah. So I guess that's our that's the Questy boys answer <laughs> for Mr. <mystery laughs> number One is that it was probably just to make him stand out more and look more unique when when held up with all the other heroes in the in the yeah. series. So that brings us to mystery number 2. Ooh. Mystery number 2, I, I have my notes wrong here, but but mystery number 2 is basically so with Dragon Quest 2, they had cutscenes that were supposed to be in the game. Right. They were they were pixelated, you know, and looked kind of like the opening for uh, final, the first Final Fantasy game, you know, where they tried to yeah. to, to make it look uh, like a little cutscene, so they had that for Dragon Quest Two,
1: and it's really pretty. Like I adore what you sent, like what you posted on Twitter. I'd never mm-hmm. seen that one before, and I'm like, that looks so cool because I love old retro art like that, especially big like real stills. That's not necessarily pixel art. Looks super mm-hmm.
0: cool. So the mystery, I guess, was what happened to these unused cutscenes. Did they ever get used again at some point, like a Game Boy Color version of the game? What what happened to right. it? Right. So. Apparently, I mean I shared I shared some of this, like you said, on Twitter, and apparently it wasn't super well known that it had cutscenes in it to begin with. But what I thought was interesting was that from everything I could find, that apparently the the memory yeah. from the Famicom just it wasn't enough. They couldn't do it. They had some of it already done, programmed, mm-hmm. but they couldn't leave it in, so they had to cut it all out. So what I thought was interesting is that I read a I read an interview uh, that was translated, uh, and I, I'm gonna try to link to that in the notes if people want to read the full interview. Uh, but I found the site where this guy. He translates Japanese gaming interviews. He translates them from like the 80s and 90s and other times, and then and publishes publishes them on his site. It's called like shmupulations.com or something like that. And there's quite a few Dragon Quest ones that I thought were interesting, and I found this one on there. Yuji Hori said, yes, we couldn't use them, but we did sneak one of them into the manual, which, <laughs> which I thought was pretty cool. Right. Um, it's not necessarily as cool as like if they had reused them into a later game. True. And, and the Game Boy Color versions of, of Dragon Warrior one and two yeah. do have those. Some I guess you would call them cut
1: scenes. Oh, I can't remember what the actual term for them is. Like there's a term for those splash screens like that. Uh, Maybe it's splash screen since I just said it. I yeah. don't know. <laughs> I don't know. There's, there's a particular term for that, and I don't I don't remember what it is now.
0: Yeah, and so those those are in color, because they're on Game Boy Color, which is what the original Dragon Quest II cutscenes were supposed to be. They were supposed to be in color as well. Mm-hmm. The one that exists in the manual is, is not in color. It's like that. It's like a grayscale type image. Either way, I thought it was cool. It's something that I did not know. I did not know that any any cutscene existed in from dragon quest two. Like I didn't know that there was some preservation of it. And so right. even if it's just one in a manual, that's still really cool. Yeah. It kind of, I fell down this like wormhole for a little while of dragon quest two last week where that was like what I was spending all my free time on. And, and this isn't really a mystery, but I wanted to mention it at least today, you know, people give dragon quest five credit for, for inspiring Pokemon in terms of like monster catching and everything. But I thought it was interesting that Dragon Quest II actually inspired monster trading, like through link cables and everything on the Game Boy, yep. which I thought was pretty neat. And, and we're going to link to all uh, this stuff as much of this stuff as we can.
1: Like, it's really neat to think about just how influential these games are that people don't have any idea about that uh where it's not even so much a mystery on that one but it's just trivia but like that pokemon wouldn't be what it is this kind of uh uh phenomenon that that just really took the world by storm in the 90s that just just went everywhere if not for dragon quest
0: yeah and based on and based on what i've seen and again this is translated not by me but other right. people is that basically the co-creators you know of pokemon were like okay uh they were playing dragon quest too And they wanted to get a, get a mad cap from, from enemies. Mm -hmm. And so one of them, I, I don't know anything about Dragon Ball and I don't know nearly enough about Pokemon either. I've played only like three or four of the games myself, but anyway, so one of the guys was like, Hey, uh, can I have one of your mad caps since you have two? And the other guy was like, well, I wish I could give them to you. There's trading doesn't exist in this game. Yeah. (laughs) Then years later, when they were thinking up, you know, how to trade Pokemon and everything, they were like, oh, you know, Game Boy Color would be perfect for this. You got the link cable, all of this stuff. It would be perfect for Pokemon training. And so right, I thought that was pretty cool.
1: Yeah, it is pretty neat. I like uh, I like learning things like this, like it, looking back and I see interviews and all of it, like just knowing things like this. I'm like, oh, yeah, I know. what I know what you're talking about.
0: Yeah. So mystery number three. It's not. Well, me
1: mystery i was waiting
0: i was waiting at that i paused because i was waiting for some kind of like some kind of voice to happen it's here. True. so this is I a mystery that. that's existed for a long time but we have addressed on the show already and right. i think more people are getting to know but there's been this thing is it Lodo or is it roto
1: yep we see this a lot everywhere and there is finally an answer to this and it's it all is. thanks to you
0: well, it's not thanks to me. It's thanks to Nob. Well, thanks <laughs> to, to Nob. I mean, to, he's the one who did it. <laughs> but
1: you're the one who dug into it and and found a way to get the answer.
0: So Nob Agasawara, he served a, as the translator uh, for the Dragon Quest games in which he was called in which he was called Lodo. And yeah, it was completely by his own admission a translation error. So so uh, that to me at least puts to rest once and for all. Okay it's definitely Roto. And that had been something that you and I had talked about on the show, even way back when, about is it Lodo or Roto? Because I was like, yeah. well, you know, like the the manga and everything else says Roto. Yeah. But Lodo only exists, you know, in this instance. And so it's good to have a final answer on that. And it does, it, it makes me feel good. Like uh, I was on the, I was on Twitter or somewhere the other day and somebody had, had called the hero Lodo. And somebody else was like, "No, it's actually should be roto loto is an error." And the person didn't believe them. And then the person shared a screenshot where Nob was saying, "My yeah called loto." And I looked at it. And I don't know these people, but I looked at it, and I was like, "Hey, that's <laughs> that's like the interview I did with." him. that's kind of cool. That's your article, yeah. Is it, is it strangers on the internet. I was like, I didn't say anything. I wasn't like, hey, but uh, <laughs> but but I thought that was cool. You know that 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 was there and so so yeah for people who have not listened to our translation episode or who maybe have not read that interview or whatever it is definitely roto loto is is just a translation error but uh, it's still another cool piece of, of dragon quest history it's been one of those things that have been kind of debated about over the years So you were kind of shamelessly promoting me already, but I guess now it's time to have a little shameless self-promotion.
1: Shameless. It's not a mystery. We want your money. Shameless.
0: (laughs) That might be my favorite one that you have ever done. (laughs)
1: Uh, oh, that was that. that made, I cracked myself
0: up. <laughs> <laughs> it is not a mystery. But no, seriously, if you would like to support our podcast, we do have a Patreon page. That is at Patreon.com slash Dragon FM. You can get fun stuff like stickers and mugs. And all sorts of goodies. A shout out on the podcast. You can tell us what you want us to talk about on the podcast. You can tell us what to do. So there's lots of cool stuff. I mean, I, I would definitely be a patron of us if I weren't doing the show. And so that still, is out there if anybody subscribe. would like to support.
1: What did you say? I mean, you can still subscribe. You can go in and become a patron to it.
0: <laughs> that That's true. But then Patreon would just take some of my money out of it as their fee. So it would be that's like. True.
1: They would take money out of the money that you give us. <laughs> to give yourself so you really would just be giving patreon money
0: i'd be giving patreon like 30 cents yeah (laughs) either way that is there if you would like to support us and just a huge thank you to all of our patrons we have some like great patrons out there also i know i'm behind on sending out mugs we we do those as anniversary gifts And between the holidays and all the craziness that's happened in the last like month or two, Mm -hmm. uh, I know I've gotten behind with mugs. So if you don't have your annual anniversary gift mug yet, I promise, promise, promise I'm sending it. Uh, I will get on that ASAP. ASAP. So getting back into today's episode, it is now time for mystery number four. Quattro. So this was actually a question somebody asked me and I thought it made a lot of sense to include it in today's episode. Yeah, for sure. This is something that I've seen a lot of people ask before. And that question is why do some dragon quest characters have names, but others don't like, there's definitely some names that, that the fandom uses pretty widespread. There's yeah. like solo rack, things like that. So, so why do some dragon quest heroes have names and others don't? Well, canonically i guess none of them do right i mean i can't think of any that canonically have a name
1: yeah like name name like this was their their birth name i don't think any of them do i mean even urdric is a title that that if you when you play around like that's not even the dude's name that he's the hero and it it's kind of like him being the uh, the marquis or uh the luminary
0: yeah that's the That's the only one really that I ever use is Erdrick. I find myself calling the hero from three Erdrick and I find myself calling the hero from 11, the luminary. Yep. But those are the only ones that I really ever give close to names on. And so, so really none of the heroes have names. I guess the answer to that question is that, well, none of them really do, but some of them definitely do, you know, like I mentioned, solo, uh, Sophia wreck. I mean, others get names, Aris. Mm -hmm. So, So where does this all come from? A lot of them just come from the manga adaptations Mm -hmm. or the novelizations.
1: Yep, where you have to have, you you have to call them something in there. And even when you're writing, even hero isn't a a really good substitute for a name. Uh, If you've ever played many MMOs where they try to get around using your name and it's always hero or champion or something like that, it's super awkward. And so you have to choose something whenever you're writing like that.
0: Yeah, or like, uh, like in Tenet, you have the protagonist.
1: Oh, do you, I haven't seen Tenet. I haven't even oh. read about Tenet. It's the protagonist, really?
0: The protagonist is the protagonist, and they get kind of meta with it a few times in it. Oh, okay. And it's a good movie. Grace and I actually watched it last night. Okay. It, it's pretty good. Like a lot of Christopher Nolan movies, it's about 20 minutes longer than I want it to be. Yeah. But it's pretty good. Um, I, I mean, I enjoyed it. But yeah, the the protagonist is just the
1: protagonist. I did happen. not know that. So yeah, that that is neat. I like the idea of it because I like Chris Nolan movies, but also it's like, hmm, that's weird.
0: Yeah, or like the the Cormac McCarthy novel, uh, The Road.
1: Oh, it's so good. Oh, I love that book. But
0: I mean, but the character you have. Oh yeah, they, the man and the boy. Right? The man and the
1: boy, like yeah, they don't have names or really anything other than you know their relationship. And I I listened to it on audiobook rather than reading it. So I never even caught it like the way that they did it. Like it was afterward where I was just so in, like engrossed in it that I didn't realize they didn't have names until well after when I was reading stuff. I'm like, oh my God, they didn't.
0: So I really like Cormac McCarthy novels. Um, This is totally off subject, but I do want to tell you this story and I guess anyone who's listening. Um, But whenever I was... One of the the first Cormac McCarthy novel I ever read was No Country for Old Men. Right. It was before the movie came out or anything. So I didn't know much of anything about it other than, okay, it's, it's a Cormac McCarthy novel. And at that point, you know, I wasn't used to reading Cormac McCarthy novels. But in a lot of his books, he doesn't use quotation marks.
1: Yeah, he doesn't.
0: Like, and it annoys the crap out of me. Like when I first started reading No Country for Old Men, I was probably like high school or college age uh, yeah. when I read it. And I was like, "Okay, this is weird. Why is it written like this?" And then after like a little while, I was like, "Oh, these are the people talking. This guy doesn't use quotation marks."
1: Yep, yeah. it's it, it's very hard to read, which is why The Road was my first one. And so I listened to it on audiobook, and so I didn't have any of these like issues with it. And I've learned that with a lot of these books that are very hard to read, like including William Faulkner that I've learned using the audiobook to get into and learn like how it, how the cadence of the book goes. It's so much easier to then go back into the, the written one and uh, uh, get what the author is doing with that. So uh, it's, it's really, really, really good for me to have because I would have bounced off of it hard without quotation marks and names.
0: Yeah. So uh, Mr. McCarthy Cormac, if I can call you Cormac, uh, I know you're listening, so please let me know why you don't use quotation marks in your novels.
1: It's true. You can reach us at DragonQuestFM at gmail dot com.
0: <laughs> but other going back to the Dragon Quest names here, other other names come from like the quote unquote default names that characters are given, like in Five, yeah. where your dad is like, "Hmm, maybe we should name you this," and where it's it's the game offers it as a suggestion, so people just kind of go with that, and they're like, "Okay, yeah. yes, this is." what the hero is called the problem with that is then you have a lot of different media like people are like okay is is the hero from five madison is it Abel? is it luca now that your story came out i mean there's just like all these things that you run into but i guess the answer to mystery number four is that really none of the dragon quest heroes have names name them whatever you want name them hero name them after yourself just don't call them late for dinner
1: (laughs) 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 <laughs> End recording now.
0: Stop. So, mystery number five. Mm, dun, 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 dun. I don't know if this is really a mystery. This is just something that I personally have wanted to find out. Is right. it, why I did Koichi Nakamura leave Enix and and Dragon Quest? Because for the longest time, you know, he was like Yuji Hori's partner in crime here. I mean, they worked on so many games together like all of the early Dragon Quest games, you have you have Nakamura and Yuji Hori to think for that. Yeah. Nakamura even, he directed like the first four Dragon Quest games. And I think he was just like a gaming supervisor on 5 before he left. He may have been director on 5 as well. But for whatever reason, he definitely directed a lot of those early Dragon Quest games. And so he's really in several ways responsible for the way Dragon Quest feels mm-hmm. because he was like, you know, he programmed a lot of it. From everything I've read, it was a friendly parting. Like I've seen, I, I was actually reading one this past week where it was an interview with Nakamura and Yuji Hori from like 1988 or something like that. Oh, wow. And, you know, they're smiling at all the photos and they just look like BFFs. And so it's like, man, I can't be, like, why would he just leave all of a sudden? And I, I, I can't find anything that's just like where Nakamura is like, hey, I left Enix and Dragon Quest because of Blink. Right. Uh just kind of connecting dots here. I think it became one of those points where it was like, okay, do you keep working on Dragon Quest games or you do, or do you go like start your own company and be the head of this new company?
1: And yeah. I mean it's hard to do both. Like I've never done either of those, but I've tried to balance two jobs, uh, like full-time jobs and that doesn't work very well. It's hard.
0: And yeah, and so I think it was just like, okay, you I can't be a programmer and, (laughs) and lead this company. So I'm going to go and lead this company. But I mean, they still, they still use Chunsoft, uh, which is is its company. It's spike Chunsoft now, but I mean, they still use it for mystery dungeon games. I mean, I guess not recently. The last mystery dungeon game, I guess would have been young Yangus, right? Did that come before after Dragon Quest
1: mystery dungeon? Yeah. Yeah. I think it was young. The young Yangus one, um,
0: I can't remember if the third Tornico game came out before or after Young Yangus, but either way, um, it's it's one of those.
1: <laughs> yeah, and and see, you know, I was thinking about mystery dungeon games in general and I'm like, no, nah, there've been plenty after that. But yeah, yeah, the Dragon Quest ones I think was the youngest one before Fortune Street.
0: So because of that, I have to assume that they're all on good terms still. Um, and I think it's it is one of those weird things to me that that nakamura was just like so ingrained to the development of the early dragon quest games. And then he just, he's gone now that, uh, but, but from what I can find, I mean, it's just, it was really kind of just like, okay, do you want to keep programming and directing dragon quest games or do you want to, you know, lead your own company?
1: And it's, it, it's not necessarily a hard decision. I mean, it's uh, you know, if you're going to be the president of uh, of a software company or, you know, work for another one and be a programmer probably going to take the presidency
0: yeah especially if if it's something that you care about and you love you mm-hmm. know which i mean i think he he did so yeah anyway we have a lot of other mysteries uh to solve <laughs> because <laughs> we're quest-y the, boys in the coming week so if you have a mystery you want the questy boys to solve uh you can call us at 1-800-QUEST
1: don't do that, though. We don't know if it's a real number.
0: I did not look it up beforehand to see if that's a real number. So don't call 1-800-QUEST because there's a chance that that's a real number. And Or you
1: could it. call it, try to get in touch with the Questy boys, and they'll <laughs> tell you that that's not a thing. <laughs> so, they, will,
0: they will hang up on you.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's like, hey, can I talk to the Questy boys? And they'll just be click.
0: <laughs> but you can reach the Questy boys on Twitter. Uh, We are on Twitter at DragonQuestFM. If you do have a mystery you want us to address on the show, we have quite a few planned already, but if you do have some mysteries that you want us to talk about on the show that we didn't get to today and you're worried we won't get to in the future, uh, let us know on Twitter at DragonQuestFM. Please address us as the Questy Boys. (laughs) Please,
1: please, please. And, and we don't have actual names, so it will be Questy Boy number 1 and Questy Boy number 2, <laughs> and we are not going to uh, decide which one that is.
0: What were the Hardy Boys' names?
1: oh uh, you remember?
0: One, one I read Frank? like— Frank? No, see, I'm I was sure. thinking Frank too, but Franklin W. Dixon was the uh, author. Uh,
1: let's see, Hardy Boy.
0: I can't remember their names, and I read like I a either. million of those books as a kid.
1: Yeah, Frank and Joe Hardy. Frank is the Frank is 18 and 16 in earlier versions, and Joe is 17, 15 in earlier versions.
0: Cool. All right. You can be Frank then, since you remembered that one, and I'll be, no, no. You so can be Joe. Frank and Joe Questy are on the case. I'm Frank Questy. You can find me at 1 800Quest, but you can't because it ain't a thing. Uh, but thank you guys so much for listening to today's episode. And remember, Leave those questions at Dragon Quest FM on Twitter, or you can talk to us on Patreon at patreon.com slash FM. If you want to talk to me individually, you can totally do that. I'm on Twitter at DragonQuaston. I also have another podcast. that's called JRPGs and Me. It's on a brief hiatus while I get ready for Season 2, but you can catch up on all of the Season 1 episodes right now.
1: And I am on Twitter if you want to talk to this questy boy at Professor Beige. Uh, I also do a podcast called the Geek to Geek podcast. And we started our sixth season this week, uh, actually yesterday. So it's crazy. Uh, it's lasted for over five years now. Your show is going to be starting kindergarten. <laughs> it is. It's starting kindergarten. Oh, don't say that. That's weird. Uh, but uh yeah we've been doing that for five years uh you can find that at geek2geekcast.com uh or uh anchor.fm slash geek2geekcast uh you can also uh talk to me on discord i'm on there and you can find the links to uh to that at geek2geekmedia.com
0: thanks everybody we'll see you next week bye